What's up, everybody? Your boys are finally back to record a podcast. So what's up, Sibs Nation? Pat Daddy, Dan the Man, we're doing it. This is podcast episode number 47, so thank you for tuning in if you are just joining us for the first time, or if you're a frequent listener, we give you some love. Appreciate it. We got a jam-packed podcast full of all the sports things that we need to catch up on and predictions for the future. We got the NBA playoffs. We give our picks for that. We also talk about all the NFL moves and who we like going into the season. We also talk about opening day, MLB, it started, and we got to talk about that a little bit. We got the golf and the Masters lineup. So let's get right into it. Here we go. What's up, Sibs Nation? The boys are back. This is podcast 47. It's been almost a month since our last podcast. Um, got busy with life, things happen, work <laughs> schedules, obviously some conflicts with our sponsorships coming us here at Sibs, but we got that all worked out. <laughs> Just right. kidding. Um, but we're us? back. We got a lot to talk about, Pat Daddy. Birds are chirping, springs in the air, Major Thank League God. Baseball started, NBA playoffs are starting. It's Masters good. came and went. March Madness came and went. Did. Uh, yeah. The, the storylines in the NFL are just a mini series on Netflix that you want to <laughs> keep watching <laughs> because it just keeps getting better and better with all these signings. Uh, just a lot has gone down in that in that month span that we've yep. been gone. So we've been paying attention to it. We just haven't had time to get on the mic and drop the podcast. So we apologize. And if you're not listening, whatever. But I mean, we yeah. apologize to, the, to our true faithful, to so our Sibs Nation out there. We are back and we're going to try to cover everything on this one that we missed. And yeah, that's coming we're gonna, forward. We're going to give you our input on everything that happened. I know some stories may be a little older now, but you haven't heard what we think of the, the situations and the trades and all that type of stuff. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be a good podcast. we got a lot to talk about. And I think that that we start in the NFL. I, I, I mean, OK, NFL is the king, shield. right? So it the doesn't shield. matter. Yeah. The Goodell. Um, first one we got to start with. Again, we haven't talked about it in a while. It may seem like old news. Devontae Adams, oh, Aaron Rodgers after fun. he gets paid. And okay. He's hooking up with his college yeah, teammate, Derek Carr, Las if, Vegas Raiders. If you are a faithful Sids on Sports uh, listeners, podcast mm-hmm. listener, I have said this before. If he goes to another team, look out for the Raiders because him and Carr have one of the closest relationships. Yep. They're best friends off the field, like in each other's weddings. Like these guys are like that attached. So if he leaves, I think that's a popular spot. I've said that before. Did not think this move was going to happen. Shocked. We said the Raiders needed to make a splash. Yeah. We we're talking about Julio Jones. We we're talking about other guys. But to get to the number one receiver in the game right now, albeit he has Aaron Rodgers, but Devontae Adams is that dude, yep. the number one receiver. You pair him with his college teammate. Holy smokes, did the Raiders make a move to keep up with the Joneses in the AFC West? I think it's fire. I love the Raiders move. I love the Raiders, what they were building, adding him. Man, look out. That We got to talk about our ranking order of the AFC oh, yeah. West. Yep. But I love me some Raiders right now. And uh, I'll give one more air horn for that because that's a killer signing for them. That's a huge move. And you said it. We, we said the Raiders need to make a big splash to compete in that division. Now, did we think this splash was happening? No, because the last pod, pod that we shot – it was about Aaron Rodgers getting paid, coming back to Green Bay, and they had just franchised Devontae. So 
Correct. Who would have thought Devontae would be leaving? Rodgers comes back. That was the whole story. They keep their core together, and then, boom, we'll see him in an, an NFC championship, see if they can get it done. Nope. And good for good for Adams. You know, yeah. like, you know what? I, I'm not tied to you, Rodgers. Like, I mm-hmm. just because you signed and they they put off negotiations with him until Rodgers was done. So, like, what about me? I got to get my own. He did the right move. He got the bag, and he got with a younger core. Maybe yep. they won't they won't be top, top contenders like they would with the Packers on the championship, but he had his time there. It he was did. time for him to make a move, and I, I support what he did. Well, and he got paid rightfully so, which is, you know, yes. which is what yeah. these players are doing and, and why they compete at the level that they compete at. I would say that the, the Green Bay, and I don't have it in front of me, but they did obviously get some good draft capital from that in, in a draft that is receiver heavy. Yeah. They haven't drafted an offensive player since Jordan Love in 2019. So they better go oh heavy gosh. offense if they want to keep Rodgers happy because they got to fill some roles. MVS is gone now, too. Yep. He went over to the Chiefs. So they lose their one and two starting wide receivers. So there's a Man. lot that Green Bay has to do in this draft. And there's still yep. free agencies, free agent receivers that are out there and that are available. Nothing's been moved yet. Um, but to get back to Devontae going to the Raiders, you pair him up now with, uh, like you said, best friend, college teammate. Derek Carr, you still have Hunter Renfro, who arguably Oof. was probably the best slot receiver in the NFL Bet. last year. Top five receiver. Easy. Probably best route runner in the NFL. Yep. Albeit Cooper Cup, but maybe second best. Throw him in there with Darren Waller, who's an ascending uh. tight end, big body. He was hurt last year, but if he's healthy this year, and then obviously Josh Jacobs. But let's talk about on the defensive side. You got Max Crosby, and they also go out and sign Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Jones. So- Let's talk about this division. Let's talk about rankings. Everyone's sitting there saying, you know, I, for whatever reason, I feel like the Raiders are getting the short end of the stick here. Maybe because there's people still picture them as the Oakland Raiders under, you know, John Gruden and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different franchise, completely different team. Josh McDaniels is now the head coach. They got rid of, you know, rugs with his issues, all that type of stuff. Gruden is out the door. Yeah. Does this move happen if Gruden is the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders? Probably not, but I don't know. But Gruden has tried in the past when he went after An- Antonio Brown with all of his drama. Mm-hmm. Like he he liked the high profile, maybe a locker room kind of, you know, not a good locker room guy, but like he definitely wanted a flashy move in the yeah. past. So even going back to Tampa, I guess when he got Keyshawn Johnson um, from that. So I, I think he might, but maybe not all happen this way. So it is um it is interesting, but you were talking about the ranking system. I mean, because then shortly after the boy Tyreek Hill requesting a trade and yep. not even a few hours later, he was moved and shipped out quick talking about the ranking order of this division. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Chiefs did add some weapons like not like Green, opposite yep. of Green Bay, like Green Bay had to re- kind of replace the Devontae. I think the Chiefs did add some weapons, add some weapons, but. Are they Tyreek Hill? No one is. And does Tyreek Hill benefit from having Mahomes? Hell yeah. Does Mahomes benefit from having Tyreek Hill? Hell yeah. I think they complement each other so damn well that I don't know. I mean, you get a guy like Juju, maybe pretty good. You get a guy like MBS. Is it MBS that went there? Yep. I mean, they definitely got good guys to fill in, but will he be as explosive and as game-changing as Tyreek Hill? And does that drop that team down a couple more notches in an already tough division? I don't know. 
I would say this though, and this is, I think what a lot of people are not talking about on the KC side of it. When they, when you talk about the division and the rankings and where you put it, a lot of people are keeping KC at number one, even with the loss of Tyree kill, they did get, they do have eight picks in the first four rounds of this draft, two in the first, two in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth. Wow. So Again, the draft capital that they have going into what is a wide receiver heavy draft with the Jameson Williams, who's Tyree Kill speedish. Yes. Um, Chris Olave, who is arguably the best full all around receiver in the draft. Yeah. Um, And depending and where they sit with those picks, I think they are in the best position to I don't want to say necessarily replace Tyree Kill because he's. Not a season bet, but he's been in the year for been in the C, the NFL for a couple of years. You can see right. what he can do. I do agree with you. I think they complement each other. Now you have Patrick Mahomes going into a season without a Tyree Kill safety blanket. True. You have Tyree Kill going into a season with a Tua, which is just a big question mark because you yeah. don't know what Tua is going to be able to do with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, which is a dynamic weapons, and he should oh, be able yeah. to do a lot. Especially oh yeah, with Mike McDaniel's as the head coach and that offensive mindset, they yeah. they should be very very scary. But they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think people keep KC at that number one spot, a because do, you have Patrick you, Mahomes. People, what about you? What about Dan the Man? Do you keep uh, KC at number one? For me, I'm going to keep KC at number one, a okay. because you have Patrick Mahomes, me you too. Have Ty, you have um, Travis Kelsey, and Andy you have Reed. that. Andy Reid, and you have that draft capital, which yes. I think is huge. Now, if they uh, hit on five of the eight picks, mm-hmm. they're going to be good go. for the next five to 10 years, yeah. you know, all yeah. by getting rid of one player. And you had to see this coming down the road. Once they gave Patrick Mahomes at half a billion dollars, they're not going to be able to pay everybody. And after they paid him, they paid Travis Kelsey. So something was going to happen with Tyreek Hill. And he said it in his press conference, when people come to you with a bag, yeah. It's hard to say no, yeah. you know? And so it makes sense, I think, for both parties. Shocking for everyone across the NFL, fans alike, because you didn't see that happening maybe this quick. Yeah. Um. But I keep KC at number one because of the draft capital and how they have the ability to replace. And you have Andy Reid, who's smart, yep. seasoned veteran coach, knows how to work the draft, knows how to go after great prospects. Yeah. Um. I think the Raiders are getting the short end of the stick. Raiders uh, were think- t- 10 and 7 last year. Finished I think second they're... in the division and made the playoffs with everything they had going on. And people are looking at them as third or fourth in this division. I'm going first. I was just I'm picking. Say, I'm, I, I think them, I'm going to pick the Raiders first. Honestly. I have them second, but yep. very close to first because you have your whole core. Yeah. You got a brand new head coach, but that's an offensive minded head coach. And then you get the number one receiver in the game. Yeah. How are you having them third or fourth in this division? I get you get Russell Wilson going to Denver, but Denver was not a playoff team. Not and playoff I know you're team. adding Russell Wilson, but adding you also a have a brand new head coach yep. and that all has to work together. I get Vegas has a brand new head coach with Josh McDaniels, but the team and He's the core of the before. team yeah. has all been together. And Josh McDaniels has coached before. And he ha- and he has he's been a head coach before. And so, if there's a guy coordinator that's most ready to coach, it's probably Josh McDaniels because he's absolutely. coached before and he's been under Belichick and yep. he, he knows what he's doing. So I'm honestly I want to put it like a one A, one B, but I'm gonna go Raiders. I'm gonna go Raiders one. And okay. I, I I I love that's the big Chiefs. Too, I love, because you're I a love big Mahomes. Chiefs guy. I yeah. am a big Mahomes guy, and I love me some Mahomes, but I just think you cannot replace a Tyreek Hill. And I think they will be fine, but I think that defense is going to slip up a little bit without the honey badger there. Mm-hmm. And who knows if that def- if they're going to struggle defensively, it's going to be hard for that offense that is uh, could score on a drop of the dime when you 
replace that game breaker off your team. Yeah, I think that's a big problem. So I'm going Raiders. I'm going Chiefs. Okay. I'm going Broncos. Oh my god, and the Chargers are so yeah, good. I was like, you're dropping Chargers. You know what? I, no, I'm going Chargers three. I'm yeah. going Chargers three. Oh, oh my gosh, I could, I could probably put Chargers two. I, I would do it this way. I know there's four teams in the division. I have Chiefs at one. I would put Raiders at one A two. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Chargers at like two A, and then Broncos at three. I don't think there's. I know there's four teams, and there's going to be a last place team, but I don't yep. think they're all last place teams. I think any one of them can win the division. I think yep. the Broncos have the longest shot. I know they yep. added Russell Wilson, but I still think, for whatever reason, they have a longer shot. The Chargers can win this division easily, especially with what yeah, they did all, on the all defensive of them, side of the ball. So all of them can take this division, and this could this order could be flipped like yep. we'll four to one the other way around. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick to it. Raiders one, I'm okay. going Chiefs two, I'm going Chargers three, and I'm gonna go Broncos four. That's how um, I'm gonna predict going in before the draft. Might change a little bit after the draft, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go that way. I have same order, just flipping one and two: Chiefs, Raiders. Yeah. Chargers, Broncos is kind of where I'm sitting with that division right now. That division. Um, All those games are going to be must watch. Every single AFC West game needs to be prime time. You know, we got the news uh, Monday night football crew with yep. Buck and Aikman. Put them all on Monday night, please. Just yes. keep them all on Monday night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and the thing too Sunday. is, I mean, it's a long shot because there's obviously really good teams in other divisions, but this could be a division that gets all four teams in the playoffs. Who knows? That would be the first time ever. But that would be the first time ever. Yeah. The first time ever. We had three last year, I think, uh, you know, with your AFC N- or NFC, NFC West. West. Yeah. yeah. So. Could you imagine? I mean, with another playoff team, it could happen. It could happen. So it's going to be a fun division to watch. um, But I think the Raiders are stacked and they're looking good moving into the season. Go back to what we were just talking about. The next big move, Tyree kills of the Dolphins. Again, shocker across the board. Although financially, Chiefs weren't going to be able to pay everybody. You get Hill, you get Waddle. They also added Chase Edmonds. They got Raheem Mostert coming off injury. They got Mike Gusecki at tight end. Playmakers. Dolphins are stacked. Dolphins are stacked. Do they put pressure on the Buffalo Bills and give them a run for the division and or New England Patriots? Because you can't count them out. Bill Belichick's still there. Depends on their defense. I I don't know about their defense because it was really strong with Flores. And I think you Mm -hmm. lose a guy like Flores. I think it takes it. It takes a decline. I think they have all the skill players. And I really like your boy, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel? Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I like his scheme because he was the create creator of the Debo Samuel package. Absolutely. And now you had Tyreek Hill, who is probably the most explosive player with Jalen Waddle, probably the rookie of the year as a receiver last year. Maybe, nah, maybe not. Sorry. 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 Jamar Chase. <laughs> Jamar Chase is definitely the rookie of the year. Sure, receiver. Yeah. But Jalen Waddle had an impressive hundred catch Absolutely. year for a rookie wet. No one does. So Waddle is like that. I think they add the players. I think they're going to be really good. The Buffalo Bills are too good for me. I They are yep. my AFC favorite for the Super Bowl already right now, just because of the decline in Kansas City and the, the increase in what Buffalo did with some of their skill players. And I just think that they're, they're my odds on favorite so far. And they add you add Von Miller on the defensive side yes. of the ball, which just secures that line. And then That's they went out, obviously, recently and paid Stefan Diggs. So Allen Diggs combo is going to be there for a while. And I I just with Sean McDermott as a head coach, the mentality that they have as close as they've been the last two seasons. Yeah, I don't see how you don't pick them as the favorite of the AFC going into the season. You know, I know They, they haven't lost a whole lot and they're just keep adding again. 
running back position got better last year. Yes. See how it goes into this year, because I still think they need to utilize that position to take a little bit of pressure off Josh Allen, although the guy can do anything and everything. Oh yeah. Um, I do think the dolphins are going to be a really good football team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I agree with you with defense. I did. Mike McDaniels is not a defensive minded coach. We'll see who he brings in to run that defense. Yeah. Um, Brian Flores is a great coach. If you get, if you ignore, not ignore, but don't focus on the whole lawsuit and everything like that. He is a phenomenal football coach and a great defensive football coach. So I think that they're going to take a step back from that, but the offense should assist the defense with all those playmakers and putting up more points. Yeah. Um, They're going to be a fun team to watch. And I mean, it's going to be fun picking some fantasy players from Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and seeing how they, how they complement each other. I think the packages are going to be creative. They're definitely going to be a fun team to watch. Mm -hmm. I don't know how competitive contender like they're going to be off the bat, but who knows? It's the NFL. You can go from worst to first here in this league a lot. Yeah. And and I think the big question mark is Tua because you don't know what you have with him. And now he has all these weapons. So Mm -hmm. he's set up to have a successful season, but you have to see how the relationship with McDaniels, the relationship with Tua and all that kind of goes together. So I'm not going to write off the Patriots yet because what they have has been there. You know, Belichick's Belichick and then Matt Jones and then obviously the Bills. So um, I still I'm still going to take the Dolphins as third in that division before the season begins. Me too. Me too. But would not be shocked if they were second or on the heels of the Buffalo Bills once the season is up and running. Correct. I, yeah. I, I fully agree. I have them third right now as well. OK. Um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun no Watson, new home. Texan. Goes to the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Jordan Leeson, y'all got to be happy about that. Man. Mr. Carl, our protege dad, big Browns fan, shot me a text. He's fired up about that. <laughs> um, Baker Mayfield, still a Brown. No, even though we know gosh. he's not going to be a Brown. So still Deshaun Watson, five years, $230 million, all guaranteed coming off of not even playing a season last year with all of his um issues off the field going mm-hmm. into this season not knowing if he's going to be suspended what is your take on the the move by the browns and what they're going to do as a backup plan if he's suspended for the first say two four six games of the season i think it's a great move by the browns first and foremost because i think i think the book is kind of written by baker mayfield to know that he has coming off his worst season when you guys had high expectations you guys were supposed to ascend the year before, after taking that leap, getting a playoff win, yeah, absolutely. it was by far his worst season. And then you get a little bit more assurance of that to see how good OBJ played with opposite of Baker May- Mayfield. You can be like, hey, maybe that was the problem right there. I think you get a guy who is a perennial elite talent in the league, MVP candidate, just walking on the field, even after not playing a year. Yeah. And you lock him up with some weapons. You have a window right now. I think it's a great move that you did. I mean, I don't know what was said in the locker room to Baker to make him all upset to say they tell me one thing and another. He just went on a podcast for 90 minutes talking about the organization. Baker, I don't think that's good for you necessarily yeah. trying to land in another spot. Do I just, you know, dogging your your employer now? Like, that's not a sure. good look either. Yeah. So if those Carolinas and those Seattles like want to take a chance on you, I think you're kind of digging yourself a little bit. But as far as Cleveland, I think that's a hell of a move. I think Deshaun Watson, I like to talk, talk like, you know, brag about when I get it right. I thought for sure he was going to go to Atlanta where mm-hmm. he's from and yep. you know have that support. Nope. He wanted the bag and he wanted to be in a contender. So 
I mean, he might have some pressure coming in and he might have some people even in the Cleveland area, not a fan of the signing, you know, because it comes with some, you know, baggage, baggage, yeah. but I think ultimately it's a good decision. I don't see his suspension being maybe any longer than four to six games if they do that, but it's coming out more and more. This guy has been an innocent man for the most part, or a lot of his charges have not been solidified. So I mean, I think it's a good move. And when Goodell came out and spoke about it, he did not speak about any type of suspension. You know, he said, we'll see how things play out in the legal process and then we'll make our decision from there. So it doesn't seem like he's fully committed to any type of suspension just yet. Not saying that it won't be, but I don't see it being some long term suspension, you know, and going back to Baker Mayfield. Look, man, you're not Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's just no. that's just what it is, you know, and I think any franchise that had the opportunity to throw that type of bag at him, regardless of who their quarterback was, besides maybe five to six teams, we're going to go after him. And that's what Cleveland did, regardless of what they told you in the locker room. The NFL is a business, bud. yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what they did. They made a, a business decision to better their team. And I'll tell you right now, the happiest person in the world when they saw that was Amari Cooper. Because once he got traded from yep. Dallas to the Browns, yeah, yep. he was probably pretty damn depressed. And then all of a sudden they went and scooped up to Sean Watson. And Man. I think it just changed his whole aura of being in Cleveland now. So I forgot that Cooper signed there. That's you get a Watson, big, you got Cooper a good Cup, you got Chubb, it. you got Hunt. <laughs> Maybe Man. Jarvis Landry coming back. I know that they said he can he can go and, and Negoti- flirt with yeah. free agency. He hasn't gone yeah. anywhere yet, so maybe now he's enticed to come back because, again, that's a competitive football team. You can ar- arguably – I mean, you have Cincy in that division that just went to the Super Bowl, so I wouldn't say they're the best, but mm-hmm. they're going to be right there. You Look know? at those AFC North quarterbacks now. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow. Mr. Trubisky, okay, but but you know what? Maybe uh, you know he what? has something to prove this exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, but those those all three of the other quarterbacks could be in the running for MVP. Yeah, AFC you know? is going to be quarterback heavy star oh. conference. Like it's just it's going to be nuts. AFC um, so damn good. But um, but as far as Baker, yeah, dude, just shut up and play. Like or mm. just shut up and like let the you know you're quick to talk when things are going well. And then you're talking now too, and you know, throwing other things under the bus, demanding a trade, dude, no one wants you right now. So I would just work on your game right now. Yeah. And that should be it. I, I He's very close to the Carson Wentz situation, except for the fact that Carson Wentz was given one more chance to prove if he can start in the NFL. Baker doesn't have an opportunity. Now, obviously teams are going to probably wait and for the draft to happen and see what unfolds with that. And then we'll see if a move is made after that. But He's costing the team $18 million on the books. And if he's not coming in as a starter, what team is going to pay $18 million to have him oh. battle for a starting position or even as their backup quarterback? And there's only you know? two teams that would possibly do it. And I, I think that as of now, it would probably be Carolina or Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't see either of those two being like, uh, we just had Russ Wilson. Carolina is right there to get a good draft, a good quarterback. Absolutely. You know, so like, why would we do this? Why would we spend that money? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a wait and see for Baker Mayfield. And like you said, just get in the lab, work on your game. Yeah. You did show some really good signs your second year in the NFL, you know, with your statistics. And then obviously last year, taking the team to the playoffs, almost beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like almost you had a good season. So there is potential there, but you got to stop talking and just focus on playing and training yeah. and getting better. So yeah, yeah. It's going to be a tough run for him this offseason. It's going to be tough. Um, 
As for that, Pat Daddy, big. those are the big-name trades and, and moves that we saw in the NFL. I don't know if you have any yes. off the top of your head, but I definitely think we got to talk about your Washington Commanders and the mm. latest drama off the field that Never Congress ending. found evidence of breaking financial laws, withholding revenue from visiting teams and their own fans with refundable tickets. If and also, a, I, go ahead. I heard from also from other owners and other teams, like they're shorting them money too. And I just said, when I saw this news break, I said, is this it? Is this finally it that will get Dan Snyder away from my football team? Yeah. Will it be it? Because there's been so many things in the past that could have done it, but he somehow just finagles his way there. I don't know what it is, but is this the final thing that can get this guy out from running a football team and ruining a fan base? Yeah. Could it be it? And I hope it is, you know, and it's, sucks for whatever they have to go through or whoever's at the end of this of losing money but i don't care about that i want this guy away from my football team and whatever at whatever it takes at whatever cost and if this does it i will be forever thankful and then maybe we can finally turn this thing around yeah i i would say this i mean i i once you get into breaking financial laws and and this is yeah. evidence found by congress yes you're messing with the shield. So that's not a good look on the shield. And if you're withholding revenue from visiting teams, now you're messing with other organizations, other owners, that type of stuff. And you need owners to vote to kick him out. So can't they vote vote him out? I'm I'm wondering. I don't, Um, I don't see. And you're taking from the players too, that necessarily that money goes to the owners, but the Mm -hmm. owners then for the players too, how are they not going to vote this guy out? Yeah. just, it would be, I, I would be shocked. But, yeah, I, I, you know, he, he's always he's still here. He's still here. So until that day happens, it'll be Christmas. It'll be a celebration. It'll be a, it'll be the biggest party here in the DMV. when yeah. this guy's out <laughs> of office. But I'll believe it when I see it. I, I would say that if it if if talks don't heat up before the draft, once the draft ends, I feel like this story is going to get a lot of heat on it because I sure hope you got to imagine owners like the Jerry Joneses and stuff like that are sitting back and being like, okay, you know what now? Like you're, you're starting to mess with my organization financially. You're messing with the overall product of the league. We can't have this. And it's just bad. It's a bad look for the shield. It's a bad look for the organization in Washington, for the fan base to attract people to come like all of it. It just, it's bad. Dude's got to go. And and that's plain and simple. So it's, he's got to go. Please let it happen by next podcast or sometime during this podcast. Like it'll be a party podcast. If that happens on here, I'm telling you, we'll just just do a podcast and celebrate. Um, Anything else in the NFL that daddy that we may miss? I I mean, like we said, it's been a couple weeks, so I have a question, a question of the week going on for the man and myself relates to the NFL. And then we can move to different sports right here. We had a QB carousel this season, and we had a lot of starting quarterbacks go to starting to, to go start for new teams this year. I'll list off some of them. We got Mitch Trubisky to Pittsburgh. We got Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts, Russ Wilson to the Broncos, Carson Wentz to the Commanders, Mariota, Drew Locke. We don't really, you know, that's it. So yeah. that's a lot of new quarterbacks starting in new spots. Uh, out of all of those quarterbacks, Dan, the man, who do you think has the most pressure to win? I asked this question because I felt like last year, Matt Stafford, given his spot and giving sure. him moving to that, that we're like, damn, he has a lot. 
I know this roster is set, but he has pressure. He's got to win. He's got to mm-hmm. win playoff games and probably win the Super Bowl for him to be for it to be legitimate. I don't know if any of these have that amount of pressure, but some of them definitely have some pressure on them. Which one do you think out of all of those big name quarterbacks has the most pressure this season to be a contender? That's tough. I mean, you have Matt Ryan going to the Indianapolis Colts, who are mm-hmm. basically a playoff team. All they were was missing a quarterback, you know, Correct. for the most part. Should have made the playoffs last year with Carson Rentz, but we know how that went down. Um, and he's latter in his career, so you don't know how many years he has left. So I feel like there's pressure for him to win now. Yeah. And that's why the Colts made the move. Um, talk about Russell Wilson in that AFC West, that pack division, that quarterback stack division, the pressure Correct. on him to come in and win immediately. I see that, but I don't know because of how stacked that division is. I, I think that's an uphill battle for him. So for me, okay. and this is going to sound a little odd, but I think the, the pressure to win is Carson Wentz. I think this is his Ooh. last year. Oh, no. Audition to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. After this, if that. it doesn't succeed, yeah. he's going to be a backup role or he's going to end up going to a non-competitive team and who knows yes. what ends up happening. But I think the pressure on him to prove where he was, what, four or five years ago as an MVP candidate before he got injured, and then all of a sudden has kind of fell off, been through two different teams now, yeah, coming to Washington. I can I see think that. the pressure for him to win is more on him than anyone else because Russell Wilson, even if he doesn't go in and win this year, he's still going to be the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Carson Wentz is on a one-year deal. Yeah. So for me, the pressure is on Carson Wentz because of the long-term Okay. nature of his being a, a career starting quarterback in the NFL. So that's where I put it. I agree with you on that. I agree with you that Carson Wentz has probably the most pressure this year, but I would say this though. I think Carson Wentz only has pressure to maybe like win a few more games and be a playoff team. I think sure, that yeah. pressure that alleviates that pressure where I would say that more like Deshaun Watson. And I think Russell Wilson has the most pressure because I feel like if you make this move with Russell Wilson, you give him these playmakers, and we are the guy that Russ Cook, he's always been the MVP, is he's the reason he's a Super Bowl winner, but you have Richard Sherman come out and podcast mm-hmm. saying, we won it because of Lob City. We didn't. We, we won kind of not because of Russ, in spite of Russ. So there is some pressure about Russell Wilson. Is is he was, was he this elite guy? But now he's been thrown in an elite situation in an elite division, but yep. they're expecting him to make elite results. I think I feel like they're not expecting them just to be a 10 win team and get in there. I feel like they, they made this move like Peyton Manning to be there, to be in the yeah. Super Bowl, yep. you know, and I know that's a shit ton of pressure to compare him to Peyton Manning, but that what this move reminds me of. So I would say Russell Wilson has the most pressure. Deshaun Watson definitely has pressure, but I feel like having the year off, maybe getting the bag and then, Still some question marks about the moving pieces on the offensive end. Maybe give him a little less leeway and in a tough division. But I'm going to say Russell Wilson has the most pressure. I I would say that between the three of them, they all have pressure, but it's different types of pressure. Like the Deshaun Watson pressure is to prove that you can play at the level you were playing at before you missed last season. To come back in and be like that potential MVP candidate and to hopefully take the Browns Mm -hmm. further consistently. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson pressure win Super Bowl now like that. That's what you went to the Broncos for. I th- if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, I think he had the choice whether to go there or not. So he even said, like, I want to go into this division. Yeah. I want to play for the best. So he made that choice. That's a lot of pressure on him. Yep. That's to win now. And yep. then Carson Wentz is 
just to keep a job type pressure. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? So, so they all have pressure, but what but pressure yeah, where, is where the most amount? What's the yeah. heaviest amount? And I, that's why I was like saying Russ has got like, it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. But like when you're expected and when you're anointed as one of the best quarterbacks in the game and one move like this can happen, I feel like it's almost Matt Stafford pressure for Russ Wilson. I could see that's that. Just me. That's just me. I could see that. Yeah, especially with that division. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. Talk about competitive mm-hmm. pressure. That's going to be difficult. Yeah. So. Cool. Good question. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sid right, Nation, Matt let Daddy. us know too. Give us some feedback, whichever one you think on that too. Hit us, hit us up with that one if you yeah. got a different take on that one. I'd love to, I'd love to hear what Sibs Nation has and, and who they think has the most pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump into NBA. Playoffs about to start. Ooh. We had two play-in games over the last two days. Um, Hawks took down the Hornets last night. They faced- I knew it. Yeah. I, I knew. Come on, people were yeah, like, I mean, "Do you want the, the ball or do you want Trey?" Trey and I was like, Trey, "Come on, you got to go ice, ice cold, Trey." Yeah. What are you kidding me? We nah, saw this they last year. Dominated last night. Like yes, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, but they face the Cavs Friday for the East play-in. Whoever wins that um, yes. plays the Heat starting Sunday, number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Pelicans versus Clippers Friday night at ten. West play-in. Whoever wins that ends up playing the Suns. Good luck to them. That's an cool. early first round exit. Um, but the solidified matchup Saturday night, Nuggets, Warriors, Jazz, Mavs, Wolves, Grizzlies, Raptors, 76ers. We can go through each matchup, um, just kind of discuss what we think and maybe, maybe make our picks for the first round and and see who's going to advance. Yeah, absolutely. Do that. Yeah. I'm well, I'm so darn darn pissed that about Luka Doncic's latest injury right before the playoffs. It really does switch it up. I don't know the latest status about him and how good he is going to be able to go. I'm sure he's probably going to play, but at what capacity and how how, you know, efficient is he going to be on a bum ankle? You know, when in a basketball is like that's very hard to tell. So, I mean, especially facing a jazz team that's coming in, not playing very well. Right, you know, right. so I'm going to say, albeit Luca plays and Luca's 70 percent, I still mm-hmm. think that the Mavericks take this series Um, for for me. That, that's how I'm going to go there. Um, Timberwolves, Grizzlies. I think Grizzlies are one of the scariest teams in this playoff. They really I think are. The fact that they were winning so much without Ja is is shown that this has a, a good enough roster, a good enough team that. They're not so dependent on that superstar. Yeah. And when he that superstar comes in, they don't miss a beat either, too. So I think that Grizz, next step. I like the Timberwolves Moxie. I like them. I like, yeah, but they I like already Pat won Beverly. the chip. They celebrated like they won the chip. So hey, they, but good. they haven't been to the playoffs in, yeah. I think, like 20 plus year. I, I don't know. Was... They two times in like 20 years yeah. or something. I think it's something so, like that. Good for Minnesota stand up. They deserve to celebrate like that. That was cool to see. Anthony Towns, good to see Beverly, good to see those guys. Anthony Edwards, all all celebrate too. So sure. um, that was cool. I'm, but I'm going to say the Grizzlies and Grindhouse yeah. are going to take that one down. I mean, the 76ers Raptors. That's a that's a fun one. That's a fun one, one, and that's going to depend a lot on James Harden, in my opinion. It, yeah. Oh yeah. James Harden's been in the playoffs. When he's in the playoffs, he doesn't show up. He got what he wanted. He went to the Philadelphia 76ers. He's back with Daryl Morey. Yeah. This is your time, bro. Show up. And, and it's funny that we were talking about like the last segment of the NFL. We're talking about the most pressure. James Harden comes out and says, I have zero pressure to prove <laughs> yeah. anything in this playoffs when that is a complete and utter lie. Or yeah. if you think that you got to be mistaken, my dude, because every your biggest knock is your playoffs of what your resume of what you've done in the playoffs. So 
they should. I like the 76ers because I think Embiid is probably one of the most important playoff players in the NBA. And Absolutely. I think he, he was my MVP vote yeah. just because I think he is just a notch above everyone else in the center division. I don't know if you consider uh it to center, but I don't know. And then the Nuggets Warriors. I mean, I'll let you touch on that one. That's a tough one, man. I think a lot of that series for me <laughs> depends on Steph. Um, I actually think Steph's going to play. I think they're making it more of a deal than it really is, uh, just for competitive purposes. He practiced yesterday. He's supposed to scrimmage on Thursday. All reports is that he looks great. So I think yeah. if he plays, that obviously changes the perspective of the, um, the yeah. matchup. Um, I would say this. If you look at Clay Thompson, the last three games of the season – uh, 31, 36, 41 last game of the season. So he's nice. just starting to get into his role. Obviously he put that up without Steph. So he had to throw up some extra numbers, Getting um, the roof. but Draymond is the big key because he was not playing great when he came back from his injury. Then Steph went out. He started to play a little bit better. Obviously him and clay built a rapport. So it's the three of them coming together and building that chemistry that they've had in years past. And I think that they can do that. The problem is they're going to have to do it right off the bat in game one, right into the playoffs and doesn't give them room to kind of grow and build that. Um, but they got this. The Warriors the Nuggets got this, don't baby. have Jamal Murray. The Nuggets nope. don't have Michael Porter Jr. I know they got Jokic, who is a, who's a beast. Yes. Arguably MVP candidate yes. back between to back. him and Embiid. I'd give it to Embiid because of what Embiid went through this year without Ben Simmons before he got James Harden and then continued it. Um, I think Jokic is the favorite, and is he the favorite again? I think he is the favorite. Yeah, back it's to gonna back. be close. When you win back to back MVPs, you know I mean, that's that's elite company. Not many elite, people do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think the Warriors. I'm going can Warriors, take it, baby. Let's go. I, I say that is because a lot of people had them at the beginning of the season without Clay, how well they were playing back when Steph was an MVP candidate for a short period of time. Yeah. And then they started playing pretty bad. They fell off, got hit with injuries, and mm -hmm. now they're starting to come back. So is right. this that right time deal? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying they're going to win the chip, but I do have them at least advancing in the first round and beating the Nuggets. I agree. I'm with you, too. I'm going Warriors, baby. I'm going to stick with you, though. I'm going to go Mavs against the Jazz. Um, I like the trade that they made, sending Porzingis out. They got Dinwiddie over. Yeah. I just think the support, even without Doncic, is still there. And the Jazz are very questionable coming in. Yes. Um, Memphis is a very scary team. Uh, yeah. I would say right now with the Steph injury, Memphis is the one team that could take down the Suns. I that, agree. That's what I would say. I don't know if I they will agree. do it, but I'm going to stick with Memphis. And then I'm going to take 76ers along with you over the Raptors. Although I would say this, the Raptors are a very good, quiet team that people yes. are not really talking about, especially once Kawhi left and all that transition happened and everyone thought they go were going to fall off. I but, think it might go six games. Yeah. And you know, not like to that. mention uh, their 76ers best defender, Matisse Thibel, yes. only got one of the shots, can't play in the games in Toronto because of their COVID restrictions. So on the defensive wow. side, that's a big deal. That's true. Especially when Toronto's playing at home. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but that's nice. where Harden has to step up, man. Yeah. I mean, I think they're good enough. Here. They're good enough uh, to get through that first series off of their their star star players yeah. alone, even if they're not all clicking on all cylinders. I think that they're good enough. And with Doc there too. So yeah. um better coach. All right, let's move to Sunday. Um Sunday. I, I I've I've uh, have the Atlanta advancing. I have Atlanta okay. against Miami. That's what I'm thinking. And I think 
Actually, Atlanta is going to give them a run to take yeah, it yeah. like six, six games. I think Miami wins, okay. but I think I think it's going to be difficult. Maybe even seven games um, like that. I think Atlanta is just a feisty team, and I think Trey Young is ice cold. Trey, we already talked about it, but I think he steps up when the lights are on, and that's hard for young players to do. But you saw Absolutely. last year, no one had them advancing as far as they did last year, and sure, here they were, and they were this close to getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So – I think they can do that again. Miami's good. I love the veteran leadership with Kyle Lowry there, though. So I think mm-hmm. he's enough to get them to weather the storm in advance. Kyle Lowry's been there before, won a chip with Toronto. So I got the heat advancing right there. And this is it. Now, this is, this is a series of, I, I think this is the series of round one. If I can't, if I can't watch any series, if I can only watch one series of basketball this entire first round, it's going to be Net Celtics. Yeah. Because Celtics have went on this crazy run since they were almost moments away from blowing up the Tatum Brown deal. Yeah. And then they went, were probably the hottest team in the NBA coming into the playoffs and just playing good basketball. And they're, they've had years of expectations with these guys. But I feel like this year, kind of with the new coach, it was just kind of like, all right, all right, we, we've seen these guys play together before, but they seem like they're clicking right here, and they have a they have something going right here where they can take out a monster like the Nets. They Absolutely. beat the Nets last year yep. in the playoffs as well. So I'm going Boston, baby. The Nets okay. get upset in the first round. I'm going Boston wins it right here. This is a, this next series is probably another great one. Bucks Bulls. This is going to be a juggernaut, but I love me some Giannis, and he's the defending champ. I'm going with the Bucks in a hard match, and then the Suns are going to sweep whoever yeah. gets out of the West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the easy one. I've, I'll roll with you on that one, Suns. I don't see that going five games. I'd be shocked if it does, but NBA playoffs, sometimes they win one game. Maybe, maybe. Um, Gentlemen sweep. I like the Bulls-Bucks. I do think Lonzo, do. Lonzo being out hurts the Bulls, although Levine and yeah. DeRozan – Deadly combo. I just don't and think Caruso and Caruso. I just don't think they have enough to stop the defending champions. I agree. Um, you know, Giannis, you have Portis, you have Middleton, you have yeah. Drew Holiday. Drew like, Holiday. It's just a lot. It's a yeah. lot to stop. Um yeah. I'm gonna go with you. I think Hawks advanced too, although I like the Cavs. I think they're a good team. Jared Allen's hurt. I don't know if he plays in in that last game to, to get in um yeah. to keep the Cavs competitive I think Ice Trey I watched that game last night they look good and I mean they look he good. had a really good game but he didn't have one of his better games Yande Hunter came out and he hit like he had like 16 or 18 points to help so they mm. got a lot of depth the Hawks do I think sneaky depth that people don't talk about mm-hmm. um I think Eric Spolstra is probably one of the best coaches in the NBA and has been for a while. And I agree. I think you see that more that the whole LeBron big three, all of that is out of there. I think mm-hmm. they got most of the credit for his success. But if you look at him now, how the heat are there every single year. Um, I do think it's going to be a good series. I just think the Heat, after they had that whole blow up on the Ooh, sidelines, I yeah. think that was the one to, to change the mentality of like, Let's go get it. And you yeah. saw how much they put into it in the bubble and they didn't pull it out. I think they they took that last year and they come back into this year. Yeah. And I think they're ready to rock. So yeah. I'm going to take the heat in that series. I like go with you. I think Celtics buck or Celtics nets. I'm going to go Celtics Kyrie coming back home after everything that Ooh. happened in Boston. I think Tatum uh-huh. and Brown have a chip on their shoulder. I know there's no Robert Williams in the center. Nets have no defense yeah. at all. 
Boston's ranked number two defense in the yep. NBA. Yep. Marcus Smart is going to be the key to this series. Heck yeah. He's going to be pasted on Kyrie Irving, and he's going to make it tough. Not that Kyrie Irving is going to get shut down, but he's going to make it very difficult for him the entire series. And I think that's where the deep, the difference comes because I yeah. don't see defenders on the net side that are going to be able to stop Brown and Tatum as hmm. much as on Boston side can slow down a Kyrie. I don't know if they have someone that can necessarily slow down Durant. I know Tatum's going to be matched up against them, mm-hmm. but those boys are going to get their, their points on the offensive side of the ball. I just think Marcus smart will be the key in slowing down Kyrie because between the two of them, they got to average 60 a night easy yeah. in that series to be competitive. And just to be competitive. It's going to be tough. So to win. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I take Celtics task. also. And I think Celtics are going to be a problem in the, in the playoffs. It could be. It could be. I mean, th- but the Nets have those stars on there for a mm-hmm. reason. And we, we, we hold them to a high standard because they are so damn good. So Absolutely. if Durant and Kyrie get in a zone and they flip the switch, I mean, I won't be shocked and they can, run away with this this series but i'm just saying it that it's a bad matchup for them that's why we're going Celtics. you've heard me in the past that i've been the biggest net supporter because of the the way they orchestrated their team whatever it is they are elite talents durant is one of the best players in the game so is Kyrie, and they could flip the switch so we'll see what happens it's going to be must watch games i think for those one that series do you put any stock in in the nets if ben simmons plays does it no. does it change your perspective on, on not, at all. not See, at I, all i don't think either and he's a good I talent get, but like i get how? he's a good defender i just he hasn't played the entire season and now you're going to come into a series like this in round one and make a difference it makes zero sense i don't to me. see i don't i don't see it i don't yeah. see it at all yeah. um but ben simmons dude what a what a waste what a waste he wants his 20 million for not playing ridiculous ridiculous okay yeah so do um, i i want my 20 million for <laughs> yeah, not playing too, exactly but, i want my 20 million for not getting in the league yeah um i don't know man but nba playoffs so we were good. unanimous i mean i don't know it's first round yeah. but we were unanimous on all of our picks i think right? yeah we are yep we don't yeah. have any any um any sleeper going into win. Right. i know that the tnt crew after the wolves won the other night actually picked the wolves to beat memphis wow i don't see that you know what i I, I love I love Memphis's team, but like the that Minnesota team has sneaky good players on there too. So True. I mean, it's you've seen in these playoffs too in the NBA as of as of late. Jimmy Butler two years ago, um, who was it last year? Um, like Trey Young, like mm-hmm. there's guys that just like sometimes step up like unexpectedly and have killer series, and they are stars, but they they make a huge step. Yeah. So, I mean, there there could be someone on that Minnesota roster. There could be someone on the Chicago roster. There could be someone that really just has a dynamic series that you're talking about. Donovan Mitchell, you talked about him a little bit last year, yep. too. He was playing pretty damn good. Yep. So, it happens. Yeah, playoff basketball is a different level. So, we'll, yeah. so we'll see. Um, yeah. But I think, like what you said, even as good as Memphis was without Jaw, yeah. and he's back, that's, that's just a tough, tough hill to climb. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. But Saturday well, it night. shall be good. But we'll, we'll touch on our second round picks probably in the next week or two. Yep. If they're all solidified by them, they probably won't be. But we'll get a good idea on who's probably advancing. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. We talked about it at the very beginning of the pod. Springs in the air. Opening day has happened. Pat Daddy yes. went to opening day for the Orioles the other yes, day. Yes, I did. But opening day with the Orioles. Camden. Camden Yards. Camden it was glorious. Yards. One of the best best weather forecast that you could have for opening day. It was like nice and 
high 60s, low 70s, mid 70s, like that. It was just perfect. We went out and we did the whole tailgate thing. Yeah, it was glorious. And they got the win and they've lost every game since. So <laughs> you got to go uh, back, man. They need you. It's kind of like that. And the Nats, so, you know, they're kind of, you know, five, they're three and five right now. So, you know, we'll we'll see. It's going to be a long season for the DMV, whether you're a Nats fan or an Orioles fan. And I think it's going to be long years for us. But but baseball is back and and it's magical. Nothing like national pastime ba- baseball. I, I would say as much shit as we talked about, you know, the the labor agreement and not making the decision and not starting it on time. Now that it's started. Yeah, it just feels right. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It just feels oh, yeah. right. And we're only seven games into the season, so there's not a whole lot to talk about. We can touch last night. You mentioned this to me before we got on the pod. Clayton Kershaw, seven perfect innings, and then they're like, come take a seat, bud. Would I you know. pull him that early, this early in the season? <sighs> so I mean, there's only been, what, 23 of those that have yeah, ever Yeah, it would happened. have been the 24th so, perfect game. 24th perfect game. Clayton Kershaw has had this before, though. So that's this is what I'm going to preface on. I'm going to kind of back Robert because a lot of people are just crushing him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you are a true baseball fan, you live for these the walk offs, the perfect games. The, oh, yeah. Absolutely. The, like, this is like baseball at its finest, you know, to have what to being a witness at these games. So I understand people's frustration with it, that being robbed of being a part of that moment. Clayton Kershaw is coming off surgery this past offseason where he affected his throwing motion in the elbow. This guy has already had a perfect game before. He I he was on a pitch count. Like they're they're trying to save him for the We're end being game smart. and being smart about it. Now he did come out and say I could have gone if I wanted to, but we talked about this too. So I think it was probably the right decision for Roberts to do that. You know, I mean I'm I'm a guy that we had Strasburg and he's always on pitch counts and stuff like that. And mm. it would be frustrating, but I think ultimately he did the right thing. You're playing for the end game right here and not short-term satisfaction. So sure. I get it. I'm not as mad as a lot of other people are. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 162 game season, you yes. know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there was, he was on his last year of his contract last year. So there was talks, I mean, in the yeah. playoffs where he finished and it was like, all right, this might be it for Clayton Kershaw as a Dodger, right. all that type of stuff. And then he comes back and he does this. So he didn't have a spring training apparently yeah. too. So it's like they, they kind of treated it as that, but I think you have to play it careful with him, especially him coming back and being as yeah, as long-term as you want to go as a Dodger who, you know, they're, they're, they went and get Freddie Freeman, so they got the next big star this year. So they're going to be in the chase at they the end an of the all-star season team. anyway. Yeah. Their, their, their lineup is an all-star team. Yeah. Freddie Freeman, so, Betts, Trey Turner. It's just I, I get it. I get it. Frustrating as a fan? Sure. Yes. But yeah. You, Being again. robbed of that does suck, though. Like, if you're at the game, you're like, oh, my God. Like, why? Why did he yeah. pull him? I, I understand. I understand both sides. But Robert shouldn't be getting called for his job what a lot of people are saying no, too, seven that. games into the season come on guys That's awesome. um and yeah. then you got vladimir guerrero yeah three bombs three against the yankees against garrett cole against the highest paid pitcher in major league baseball garrett history cole. Man. and he came out and took him yard, yard. is he missing that stickies or what like what I happened mean, to, what happened man. to garrett cole man ever since the nationals beat them and he went to the yankees like where's garrett cole been it's yep. crazy but I mean, Vladimir, he's 
One we Next came superstar, I would say, you know, we, we posted about, you know, when they the MLB did their rankings of like the best players in the game. And Vladimir was up there like number 10 or something, number mm-hmm. eight. And but he's arguably one of the best in the game. And he's exciting to watch must watch player, too. So, I mean, going yard, you going yard three times in one yeah. game is is very, very hard to do. But he's one of the guys that's capable of that. I think they said it was a combined like 1500 feet of home runs or something like that. I mean, dude, Man. dude hits moonshots, moonshots, um, but baseball's up and running. Obviously yeah. we'll talk more as the season progresses and new storylines come out and that type of stuff. Yeah. All right. I got a question for you. This What's is my up? question. I did not tell you, I, I get a couple questions going and sometimes I tell Dan, the man before the podcast, what they're going to be. And sometimes I just wait and just to see what his natural reaction is. Um, so this is a great time of the year, obviously opening day baseball is going. We just had the masters, which was fucking awesome too. And you know, things are shaping up for football and basketball and stuff like that. So I wanted you to know, and I have a multiple choice of what the best sounds in sports, like the best sounds with your ears and not necessarily your eyes, but the best sounds. And is it either, the sound of a wooden bat just crushing a ball going yard and the fans going crazy. Or is it a on golf, a driver just smoking a golf ball and the fans going absolutely nuts? Like, is that it? Or in, in hockey, is it a goal and there's the siren and the fans going absolutely nuts? NFL, a big hit or a long touchdown and they go absolutely nuts. Or in basketball, just the sound of it, the swish hitting the net and just the fans going completely nuts. What is the best sound in sports? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, there's a lot that goes into that question for me being on the East coast with the change of weather and stuff like that. Um, especially coming out of winter, getting into spring. I think for me, that brings the warmer weather. You bring a little bit more happiness, energy, that type of stuff. Once the spring starts to hit and along Mm -hmm. with that comes the crack of a bat. Woo! You know what I mean? Against the ball. And I just you could either say crack a bat or a strikeout too. And just yeah. like that. Just, I, I feel like they're both baseball. When you hear it, it brings a smile to your, oh. you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's funny you say that because I got into a trolling on um, Instagram reels or whatever. And one yeah. of them was this guy in college just stepping up and just, you heard the crack of the bat and he hit a grand slam and it was just such yeah. a pure strong sound. Mm-hmm. And I don't, think there's anything like that in nope. baseball and it, to have that many fans in the stadium and it to be that quiet to where you hear it so loud Ding. um to yep. me that would probably be the the greatest sound in, in I sports. do too I mean there's I a lot that, that can compete with it but the crack of a ball going off a bat is a wooden bat just yeah you know, like that there's yeah nothing like, like that yeah nothing I agree I think I think baseball holds the best two sounds out of all of that. I think sure. that, and then a strikeout, like going in the mitt and the ump just, you're out just like yep. that, like on a big third out in the inning that you need to save their inning or something like that. I think those are the best sounds in sports. Yeah. I'll agree with you. That's a great question. Sibs nation. You got to drop your comment on that one too. Let us know. I'd love to see. Maybe we'll and maybe, that up I, the poll. maybe there's ones I forgot to mention. Maybe there's another sure. sound that you, you got to just get siced for. It just really fires you up. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Um, let's go into the Masters, though, real quick. Let's okay. talk about that. Obviously, they had it this past weekend. Great tournament. Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world coming into the tournament. I think he had won three of his last five tournaments that he started in. 
ended up winning the Masters. He's only 25 years old. There's a really good story that he woke up Sunday morning before his round and said that he was so stressed out and wasn't prepared for the moment because he he had such a commanding lead. Yeah, really good chance he was going to win that his wife said he spent the morning crying, saying, I don't know if I can do this because of that's how much pressure he put on himself. I did not know the course. And then I guess he said once he was on the course, he said I was back in my comfort zone and then obviously went on to win the masters um but 25 years old world number one all that type of pressure coming into arguably the best major in all of golf you're yeah. holding the lead for was it 38 holes or 36 yeah. holes all that type of stuff that's a lot of pressure yeah. um but kudos to him it's not very rare that you get the number one seed coming into a major and that number one seed ends up winning the tournament correct um He's won $9 million in like the last month and a half, which before Yikes. that he had won $6 million in his entire PGA Tour career. So you get on, on a hot run in golf and it it can change that quickly. Man, is he ever on a hot run? That's incredible. I had no idea about that story and you would have never known watching yeah. him play on Sunday too at nope. that, you know, holding that lead and you've seen people, their leads dwindle on the Master Absolutely. Sunday on, on the last day too. So with having that amount of pressure and not folding, that's almost more impressive. Yeah, but there was some, I mean, other really good storylines. Obviously, you talk about Tiger. His yeah. very first competitive round of golf, 14 months after a really bad car accident, potentially was going to have his leg amputated. He's been Correct. practicing at home, but other than playing in the father-son tournament a couple, like a month or so ago, yep. that's really all he's done. And then he yep. comes to the Masters, decides to play, Makes, makes the cut, cut and which, looks good this first two days yeah. like they look good out there yeah yeah. But. i think that was a success in itself i don't think anyone expected him to make the cut obviously you saw sunday towards the end of the round he mm-hmm. was definitely in a lot of pain yep. um just just walking the course and getting through it but golf is better when tiger woods is in the picture and every single professional golfer will tell you that whether he's com- in the competitive aspect of a tournament or just the fact that he's in the tournament but to Correct. see him play i mean the dude wasn't even final round had no shot at winning. And he had 10 rows deep of people watching him play because it's, oh, Tiger man. Woods, you know, he's, he's must watch. He's, he's box office. He's, he is golf and he brings yeah. the casual golf fans to watch because he's that electric and his resume and just what he brings to it. So he's tiger, you know, and there are going to be some tiger haters, but there's definitely more, tiger supporters in the world that yep. that tune in that are backing him and, and it's pretty it was great to see after his first day on thursday his when he was walking back to the yep. clubhouse and just the people going absolutely nuts for him and you saw him just smirking and smile and just kind of walking not really addressing it but you know it had to feel good like he, that was mission accomplished for that first day yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. And I hope he pro- continues to progress, get healthier and then comes back. He's not going to compete as much, but he already talked about playing in the Open Championship in St. Andrew and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we'll see him more this year, I think. And uh, hopefully he comes back and stays competitive. It's good yeah. for the game. Um, I think you have to mention Rory is what, 60? Rory shot eight under 64 in the oh. final round to That's... make it somewhat competitive and to try to chase down Scotty Scheffler. Um That's... I think that's historic tied for the best round yeah. at the masters in general. That's insane. Um, and finished with a freaking awesome bunker chip in for birdie on 18, which like you said, sounds of golf or yeah, sounds of sports. I think there's one where when you get the opportunity at, at a tournament, even like the masters, 
where you hear that roar coming yes. from a hole completely across the course and everyone's like, dude, something just happened. So yeah, yeah. That, that's really exciting in itself. But yeah, he went low, man. And th- if he was able to pull that one out, he would yep. have completed the career Grand Slam winning the major in every single he was that close so he was close he was was that close it was crazy yeah we saw guys like cam smith have great weekends and then kind of you know sunday kind of go off to he's on a good run right now too yeah yeah so you know um and then big news your boy bryson dechambeau having wrist surgery so Mm. he's gonna be out for a little bit um he wasn't competitive in the masters he hasn't been in a couple years i don't think the course really sets up well for him he's been quiet lately but he is battling injuries so i think he's made that decision to take that step back kind of get the get healed the proper way and then see where it goes from there yeah speedy recovery bryson speedy absolutely um but masters was good man masters Masters was good good so i think we uh yeah what else i think we got it all after Uh, a month Shout out to March Madness, the Jayhawks. They came in and uh, took it down. Um, That was it was a great tournament, too. A lot of upsets. We had the 15 seed advancing to the Elite Eight and Old Dominion. Is it Old Dominion? Uh, St. St. Pete. Oh, St. Pete. Okay. I don't know why that Old Dominion. Peacocks? I forget. Oh, no. They're already forgotten about. But it was a good tournament. A lot of upsets. A lot of, you know, a lot of of big seeds going down early. But that's, that's what that tournament does for you. So it it was awesome. And then the fact that we got to see Duke UNC on Coach K's final run. Yeah. I did say on last podcast, I thought that, you know, you Duke did. would have yeah. a good run and I would trust in that. And I felt they did a pretty damn good job. I think that had to have been one of the highest rated college basketball games for sure in a while. So it's good to see. Yeah, I mean, March Madness was great. I was out of my bracket by the second game of day one. So, yes, you were. And I felt really bad, but then all of a sudden, day one ended, and a lot of people were out of their brackets. Oh, yeah, so everyone was. It didn't feel so bad after that. Um, yeah. But yeah. March Madness is good. You got you love the little Cinderella stories. Uh, I forget the coach's name from St. Pete, but he obviously moved on. He got a head coaching job at his alma mater, I believe. Good for um, him. I forget Tol- Temple or something. like. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the big star for North Carolina, I saw this yesterday, Armando Baycott, the big center. Yeah. Um, Coach K told him you were my player of the year. Yeah, I saw that. Going back to NC for his senior year. So we'll see what happens with That's him good. Year going into March Madness. He's the one that got injured. He injured got injured and kind of fought last through part. the championship game. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's nice to see players going into commit, trying to get that chip instead of chasing the money necessarily and, and going into the league, um, giving him one more one more year of experience in the college level. But um, yep. but it's good. So Before jumping to the big league that we got going on right now, the big boy playoffs. Big NBA. boy playoffs. All right. Um. I think that's it, Pat Daddy. I think we covered everything. That's it. That's it. I think we basically caught up with everything. If we forgot some things, let us know, Sibs Nation. Um, I talked a little bit about the UNC Duke rivalry, and it definitely is the best rivalry in college sports. I think mm-hmm. we're going to do something on our next podcast. If you guys have any recommendation, we're going to do the best rivalry rivalries in all sports, all sports yeah. and we're going to cu- kind of compose them all together. Bring the top three segment back, top three segment back and uh, let us know some um, nominations that you guys got, who you think your best rivalries are. Just message us and let us know or even come on the pod. You know, we're, it's, it's the water's warm over here. We're going to get back to doing it more often. So yeah. uh, let your boys know. And we got NFL draft coming up, so we're going to try to get a mock draft going on, bring on some guests, get Stu back on. 
Let's do it. Um, see what happens. But we got a lot to talk about moving forward, Civs Nation. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the support. We'll try not to have a big gap um, going into the next pod. We'll drop one next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll catch you guys on that next one. All right. Happy drinks. Peace.